108 minutes to quarantine failure. Master caution. Reset. No current alarms. Vault temperature within normal parameters. Vault pressure within normal parameters. Vault humidity within normal parameters. Vault integrity test report secured. Talk show. We'll do it live. Annual override achieved. Station uplink. Enter three, two. I'm Sergeant Drano, and you are listening to a communication from Station 7, or The Door. Station 7 is a sociological experiment in progress for members of the Dharma Initiative and fans of Lost and The Walking Dead, so we're going to go ahead and open up our lines for anyone who wants to communicate. Opening communications channel. Waiting. Waiting. Well, Lost is over. Satellite uplink established. But it turns out, Damon and Carlton's prediction was true. What's really fun is to actually have a character back who is dead, but isn't really dead. When someone dies on Lost, they're dead. And that's really it. Like, we're not trying to be sneaky and they're going to come back as a zombie. Or... You're seven, you're going to regret that zombie comment. I am, I am really going to regret <laughs> that. Your seven is actually, the subtitle is Lost Zombies. <laughs> and it's just... Everybody who we've killed off over the years coming back and trying to eat It'll be cool. It'll be like, it'll be like Stephen King. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. So today we review episodes 90 and 91 of The Walking Dead. The titles of the episodes are Sing Me a Song and Hearts Still Bleating, or Beating. We'll rate the episodes, review things a bit, and follow that up with the Walkers of the Week, Roger Awards, and our survival scenario. Last but not least, we'll make some spoiler-free predictions for what we think might happen next. So without further ado, let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. (gasps) All this housework to do, and I have to look good for that dinner party tonight. I wish there was an accessory that could help me. Did someone say, help me? Who are you? I have flashed from the future to tell you about the Amazing Lost Scarf. Amazing Lost Scarf? Tell me more. Okay. The Amazing Lost Scarf is the scarf that does it all. Sharp enough to cut through this tin can, but soft enough to swaddle your baby to sleep. Wow, I'm impressed. But what about my dinner party tonight? Speaking of sharp and soft... Wear the amazing lost scarf to look sharp on the town or in the soft candlelight of a romantic dinner at home. There's got to be a catch. How do I clean it? Simple. Just swish it around in a coconut bowl of seawater and a drop of Dharma-style shampoo. Can it core an apple? Yes, it can core an apple. 
Razzle dazzle, I'm sold. And you will be too. The Amazing Lost Scarf by Chronoco is just fifteen forty-two. Order now, and you'll get another hundred and seven scars. That's one hundred and eight scars in all for the same fifteen forty-two. Call one three three four three one six L O S T. Search iTunes under Lost in Order, or go to the address lostinorderpodcast.wordpress.com. Ships to the U.S. and Canada. Sorry, they're not going to Guam. Okay, let's see who we've got with us tonight. Incoming transmission from Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Doing all right. I had I had one problem with that uh, commercial. Um, okay. How readily available when you yeah. live in land, you have access to salt to uh, to seawater. To see, well, couldn't you just make some seawater? Yeah, it's just like every time they say it, it's just like I mean, it's a great commercial. Oh, I mean, seawater. It can. It can core at yes, it can core a apple. <laughs> yes, it can core an apple. And the beginning when it goes wah wah wah, I mean that's just awesome. It's a great it commercial. Whoever produced it was, did a fantastic job on it. Yeah, uh, it is a commercial. Yes, it is brilliant. <laughs> and maybe since Sea Walter is sold, uh, maybe Sea Walter is sold separately. Perhaps. I don't know. Anyways, I found that was find that funny. So. Maybe you can get that uh, Amazon next day. Seawater. Probably. <laughs> oh, you need seawater? We can give you seawater. We'll send it to you in a jug. Or an yeah. open bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Along with your sea monkeys. <laughs> and your sea enemies. <laughs> okay, who else we got on there? Incoming transmission from Mr. Bad. It's Mr. Bad. How's it going, Mr. Bad? It's pretty good. <laughs> Okay, here we have our recaps, uh, courtesy, once again, of The Walking Dead Wiki, punched up a little bit by myself. Uh, and our first episode is Sing Me a Song. Michonne walks down a road, glares at the burnt mattresses, and whistles the farmer in the dell to attract walkers. She kills two walkers, she's lured, and drags their bodies away. We pointedly see a radio that she isn't using to call Rick. Next, we see Rick and Aaron emerging from a box truck. We didn't see that last night, Aaron says, looking at something on the road. We pointedly see a radio that Rick isn't using to call Michonne. And next, we see two saviors sitting in the back of a cargo truck as they wait for a nearby walker herd to thin out. They make small talk, small talk, small tack, small talk about efforts to redirect herd activities. After the herd is gone, they get in the cab and continue on to Negan's compound. Carl and Jesus emerge from their hiding spots in the back of the cargo truck. Jesus cuts the bottom out of a box and pours scissor on the ground behind the truck, leaving a trail. He proposes they jump out of the moving truck and follow on foot. Carl tells Jesus to go first. Jesus leaps out and he sees Carl waving goodbye from the truck and realizes he's been outfoxed. Carl picks up an AR as the cargo truck slows to a stop. He hears voices outside, including Negan's. A dude enters the truck and spots Carl after he picks up the box that Jesus damaged. Carl shoots him, then emerges from his hiding spot, demanding to see Negan. Negan is impressed, using one of his guys as a shield. Carl eventually shoots, but is taken down by Dwight immediately. Daryl watches helplessly from the other side of a fence. Negan tells Dwight to back off and offers to show Carl around the compound. Carl refuses, but complies after Negan threatens to chop off Daryl's arm. 
From a catwalk, Negan does his little dance and addresses the crowd kneeling on the factory floor. He announces that the Savior secured a big load of goods and everyone will get fresh vegetables at dinner, regardless of how many points they have. Everyone cheers. Negan whispers to Carl, you see that? Respect. In Alexandria, Eugene joins Rosita for a supply run, only to learn that she has no intention of scavenging for Negan. Spencer warns Rosita that they must produce for the Saviors as part of their taxes. Rosita ignores him and leaves with Eugene. Negan takes Carl to a nice room and introduces him to his wives. Negan pulls Sherry aside. She reluctantly concedes that Mark, a Savior, shirked his redirection duties to be with Amber, one of Negan's wives. Sherry asks Negan to go easy on Amber. Negan admonishes Amber for cheating on him. She tears up and assures Negan that she loves him. Negan boasts to Sherry that he went easy on Amber and then kisses her. Dwight arrives with Daryl in tow and witnesses the kiss. Daryl carries a snack platter for Negan. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, Rick and Aaron approach a gate with a sign. It says, keep going. Only thing for you here is trouble. They keep going. Out scavenging, Spencer and Gabriel drive down an empty road. Spencer complains and whines that Rick is a bad leader. He admits that he hopes Rick doesn't make it back from his supply run. Gabriel, Gabriel angrily forces him to stop the car, reaffirms his belief in Rick, and calls Spencer a tremendous shit, and walks back to Alexandria. Spencer gets out of the car, hears a walker nearby, and runs into the woods. He finds a walker stuck in a hunter's tree stand. Negan takes Carl to his apartment. He orders Carl to sit across from him and remove his hat and eye bandage. That is disgusting, he says with relish, seeing Carl's scarred eye socket. He carries on with his mockery of Carl's injury until Carl starts crying through humiliation. Negan apologizes for hurting his feelings and tells him that he forgot he was a kid. Fat Joey stops by Negan's apartment to give him Lucille, which Negan left by the cargo truck. Negan tells Carl that his eye is red as hell and advises Carl to leave the bandage off so nobody will mess with him. He orders Carl to sing him a song. Carl's resistance is thwarted and he starts to sing, You Are My Sunshine. Negan asks about Carl's mother. Carl explains that he shot her to prevent her from turning. Negan calls him a little serial killer. Saviors gather around a furnace on the factory floor where Mark is tied to a chair. Negan reiterates the importance of rules, then brands Mark's face with a hot iron as punishment for his infraction. Mark screams in agony, passes out, and pisses himself. Daryl cleans it up. Spencer lassos a compound bow from the walker in the tree. Walker falls to the ground. Spencer searches his pockets and finds a note written in Latin. He must be another. Rosita takes Eugene to the factory that he had previously recommended for bullet manufacturing. She orders him to make her a bullet using the shell she found in Alexandria. Eugene hesitates and says that a single bullet ain't going to do it against the saviors. They have the numbers. Rosita spitefully calls him a coward and that the only reason that he is alive is that he lied and people feel sorry for him. She demands a bullet. Eugene quietly gets to work, deeply upset and hurt. Dwight and Sherry smoke cigarettes in a stairwell. Sherry recalls that their deal with Negan was only supposed to affect them. Dwight points out that if you're still alive, it's always at someone else's expense. Back in Negan's apartment, Carl thinks that maybe Negan can't kill him, Rick, or Daryl. Negan admits that maybe Carl is right and suggests that they take a car ride. Negan and Carl prepare to leave in the cargo truck. On their way out, Daryl warns Negan against hurting Carl. Negan tells Dwight to put Daryl back in his cell and drives off, flipping in the bird. 
Jesus, who's been hiding on top of the truck, stays behind at the compound. Inside his cell, Daryl hears footsteps outside. Someone slips a note under the door. Go now is written on the front, and a key is taped to the back. Elsewhere, a savior drives down a road. She's forced to stop when she reaches a barricade of walker corpses. Since there's no possible way, she can simply drive off the road and go around them. Sensibly, she gets out and stands around carelessly until Michonne has her at sword point. Take me to Negan, Michonne orders. Negan and Carl knock on Rick's door in Alexandria. Olivia answers and nervously tells Rick, or nervously tells Negan, that Rick is out scavenging and might not return that day. Olivia complains that they are practically starving. Negan looks her up and down and says, Really? Olivia bursts into tears, so Negan apologizes for his rudeness and offers to screw her brains out. Olivia slaps him, and Negan admits, I am about 50% more into you now. Negan takes a tour of Rick's house. He enjoys the feel of the carpet on his bare feet and the various conveniences. Carl tries to keep him away from Judith's bedroom, but Negan opens the door and discovers her nursery. He is delighted by Judith and gently takes her out of her crib. Meanwhile, Rick and, Rick and Aaron encounter another warning sign. This one reads, My name is Leslie William Stanton, and I am armed with a Ruger 10-22. Crack shot can hit targets 70 yards plus. ARs 15, 7, shit you not. AK-47, grenades, try me. And several handguns and rifles of antiquity, collector slash enthusiast. You are not smart to have not listened to the first sign. You will not survive, and my conscience will be clear because you have been warned. I will not hesitate to protect my home, my food, my supplies, my ammo. Congratulations! The only way you have possibly read this far without being shot is that I am dead. Have at it, assholes! <laughs> Rick and Aaron move past the sign and reach a pond filled with walkers. They see a dilapidated houseboat floating in the center of the pond. Meanwhile, as they approach Alexandria, Rosita thanks Eugene for making a bullet and apologizes for what she said earlier, but Eugene rejects the apology, still furious. He knows she meant what she said and wants to go back to awkward silence. Spencer drives up and reveals a bounty of supplies and weapons. He explains that he found a note describing a list of caches. Caches! He whistles towards the gate. A savior opens it. Rosita realizes that Negan is in Alexandria. And Negan and Carl sit on Rick's front porch. Negan is rocks Judith on his lap as he contemplates killing Rick and Carl, maybe even settling in the suburbs. Negan smiles and kisses to continue. Or I told you your sound is good. Uh, no. <laughs> we gotta continue. Oh my gosh. Okay, heart's okay. still beating. Heart's still beating. In the early morning, Maggie sits alone by Glenn's grave. She assumes her post at the hilltop's front gate with Eduardo. <clears throat> Gregory approaches and warns her not to let her popularity with the hilltop residents get to her head. He taunts her by rubbing an apple continuously on his breast area. When Eduardo blasts him for this, reminding him that she's pregnant, Gregory reluctantly tosses the apple up to Maggie. She takes a bite as she continues watch duty. Meanwhile, in Alexandria, Negan enjoys a shave in Rick's bathroom. He begins to instruct Carl about shaving techniques. Always against the grain, says Negan, demonstrating that he really is truly evil. At the Savior's compound, Daryl escapes his cell. Negan, meanwhile, cooks pasta in Rick's kitchen. Out on the porch, Tara hands Olivia a canister of powdered lemonade and offers to take her place inside. 
Oliva declines, saying she promised to watch Judith. She steals herself and enters the house. Negan sits at the head of the table and tells Carl to place a setting for Rick. Olivia pours lemonade for Negan. Meanwhile, at the Walkerfield Pond, Rick and Aaron find a boat riddled with bullet holes. They decide to row the boat to the canoe in the middle of the pond. Meanwhile, a savior rummages through the goods that Spencer collected and commends his hard work. A female savior named Laura sidles up to Spencer and offers to show him their compound if he plays his cards right. She catches Eugene watching them and calls him out. You like to watch? Yes. Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> meanwhile, Carol reads in her cottage. She hears a noise outside and sees Morgan leaving a sack of produce on her porch. She stops him and calls him back inside and reveals that Ezekiel has also been bringing her produce. Then Richard stops by to speak with them. Meanwhile, Rick and Aaron paddle to the sinking boat. They're surrounded by walkers. As they reach the canoe, a walker pulls Aaron underwater. Aaron magically escapes and swims to the houseboat. Rick paddles the canoe to the houseboat and docks it. Back at the Savior's compound, Daryl sneaks down the hallways of the Savior's compound. Wait, that's redundant. He hears Savior's approaching and ducks into Dwight's apartment. Inside, he devours a jar of peanut butter, changes into Dwight's clothes, and listens to the Savior's in the hall. He notices Dwight's carved figurines on a table. At the houseboat, Rick and Aaron rummage through supplies. Aaron finds a note with the drawing of a middle finger. Congrats for winning, but you still lose. Rick remarks that Leslie only ran out of ammo. Daryl hears the saviors leave the hallway. He seizes the moment and flees the apartment, but not before smashing Dwight's carved figurines. Rick and Aaron get to the houseboat to shore and load the cargo truck with supplies. Rick mentions how Michonne feels about their deal with the saviors, that it isn't living. Aaron says he knows they're doing this to stay alive. Either your heart is beating or it isn't. They finish loading the truck and prepare to leave. Someone in weird boots watches them from across the pond. Michonne holds the female savior she's abducted at gunpoint and forces her to drive towards Negan's compound. She asks the woman, Isabel, why she was alone in the woods, but she doesn't answer. In their trailer, Sasha tells Maggie that a resident's daughter thinks Maggie should run for president of Hilltop. Maggie asks after Jesus. She wants him to pick up school supplies for the children. Sasha reveals he left for a supply run that morning. Maggie leaves to get milk. Enid calls Sasha out for lying to Maggie about Jesus and guesses that she's planning to kill Negan. Sasha heard his... What was that? Heard something. Heard a thing. Oh, uh, that was the puppy bowl. Uh, I muted it, but uh, the puppy bowl's going, so I had to watch that. It's What's a puppy bowl? Oh, that's what don't people ask. watch when they don't watch the Super Bowl. It's puppies, uh, you know, all on a floor made to look like a um, football uh, game. It's, it's okay. versus rough. My goodness. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Sasha urges Enid to keep her mission a secret from Maggie because Sasha knows that Maggie would want to help. Meanwhile, Richard reveals his fears to Carol and Morgan. He doesn't think the kingdom can coexist with the saviors. He believes they will inevitably destroy the kingdom. Richard asks Carol and Morgan for help to convince Ezekiel to strike first. In the church, Gabriel urges Rosita to refrain from attacking Negan by herself. He recommends she wait for the right moment so the community can take him down together. Back at the saviors' compound, Daryl flees down a hallway and grabs a metal pipe. At Carol's cabin, Morgan correctly points out that Carol is the biggest badass in the room, 
But Carol refuses to help Richard and insists on being left alone. Morgan hesitates to disrupt the peace with the saviors. Richard dejectedly leaves. Carol tells Morgan to leave and forbids him from telling anyone where she is. At home, Spencer dresses up in nice clothes and rehearses in front of a mirror for his meeting with Negan. He grabs a bottle of liquor and heads outside. Richard enters a camper trailer hidden in the woods. He hurls an empty milk bottle and cries. Weird scene. Spencer stops by Rosita's house and reveals that he's planning to get close to Negan so that he can strike against him at some point years in the future. Rosita agrees to join him for dinner afterwards. Meanwhile, Daryl escapes the building and runs into Fat Joseph. Fat Joey surrenders and pleads for his life, but Daryl bludgeons him to death with the pipe. Yay. Fat Joseph takes it like a champ. What? I enjoyed that scene. <laughs> Jesus it, finds Daryl in the midst of bashing very, in uh, Fat uh, Joey's uh, head. It was also very convenient because that's how, uh, you know... Uh, they get his gun back. They get the uh, p- python back. Yes, yes. Petunia, yes. Um, <laughs> Daryl grabs Joey's gun, which turns out to be Petunia, Rick's cult python. Daryl and Jesus hop on a motorcycle and leave the compound. Meanwhile, Spencer walks to Rick's house and introduces, him- introduces himself to Negan. And also, meanwhile, Isabel stops the car. The women can see some tiny, indistinct specks in the distance, which apparently is supposed to be hundreds of saviors. Isabel tells Michonne an attack against Negan would be pointless. We're all Negan, she says, then tells Michonne to shoot her and get rid of the car. Michonne does. (laughs) Rick and Aaron arrive at the Alexandria Gate and are surprised to be greeted by the saviors who inspect the goods that Rick and... she shot her? I didn't think she shot her. Yeah, she did. (laughs) Oh... Yeah, yeah, you could you could uh, you could hear and see like the flash inside the car. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, cuz uh, yeah, she tells her that there's a silencer in the trunk. And you know, and then they turn around and stop for a second and poop. Why did she just her. slit her own throat? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um let's see. Uh okay, Negan shares a drink with Spencer on the porch and pines for a pool table. Spencer tells him where to find one. At the gate, the saviors unload Rick and Aaron's cargo truck and find the congrats for winning, but you still lose note. Aaron and Rick are completely incompetent at explaining where the note came from. Enraged at the bad writing, the saviors beat Aaron, believing it will make him a better actor. Rick tries to intervene, but is stopped by Gary and Lara. As Negan and Spencer play pool in the middle of the street, residents gather around to watch. Spencer tells Negan that Rick's ego is out of control and proposes that Negan appoint Spencer the new leader of Alexandria. Gary and David finish beating Aaron, and Rick helps him up. My heart's still beating, right? He asks Rick. At the pool table, Negan considers Spencer's betrayal. He points out that Rick is swallowing his hatred to gather goods for Negan so he won't kill anyone else. That takes guts, he says. Negan wonders aloud why Spencer doesn't just kill Rick himself instead of sneaking around. Spencer answers his own, or Negan answers his own question. It's because you got no guts, he says, as he plunges a knife into Spencer's abdomen disemboweling him. There they are! They were inside you the whole time, Negan jokes, as Spencer's got spill out onto the asphalt, killing him. Incensed, Rosita whips out her gun and shoots at Negan. However, the bullet hits Lucille instead, as an enraged Negan shouts, Shit! What the? Shit! Shit! You just... You tried to kill me! You shot Lucille! A savior, Arat, 
uh, wrestles Rosita to the ground and holds her at knife point. Negan picks up the bullet casing and realizes it's homemade. He demands to know who made that delicious bullet. Rosita lies and claims she made it herself as she presses her cheek up against a rat's knife, cutting her own face. <laughs> but Negan doesn't fall for it and orders a rat to kill someone. She then shoots Olivia in the head as Rosita screams, It was me! Rick arrives at the scene with Aaron and tells Negan to leave upon being explained the situation. Rick gives his great WTF expression when Negan tells him how Carl snuck in and mowed down saviors with a machine gun. <laughs> Negan agrees to go as soon as he learns who made the bullet. Tara falsely confesses to making the bullet, but as the saviors turn their guns on her, Eugene steps up and admits that it was him. Negan and his crew leave with Eugene in tow. Upon seeing that Spencer is reanimating, Rick angrily stabs him in the face. That night, Rick is in jail in the jail cell, staring at his hatchet in the note that says, Congrats for winning, but you still lose. Michonne enters and informs Rick that there are more saviors than they thought, but that they should still fight for Judas, for Carl, for Alexandria, Alexandria, for Alexandria and the Hilltop, for all of us. I know that now, Rick agrees. At the Hilltop, Maggie stands guard. She sees something in the distance and smiles. Rick, Michonne, Carl, Rosita, and Tara enter the hilltop and reunite with Maggie, Sasha, and Enid. Rick admits that Maggie was right all along. They have to get ready to fight. Daryl and Jesus come out to greet them. Daryl gives Rick Petunia, and Rick is overjoyed. Together, they stride towards the mansion. That night, Gabriel keeps watch. We keeps watch? Watch? <laughs> Gabriel, Gabriel keeps watch at the Alexandria Gate. Someone watches him through binoculars. A dark figure in weird boots lurks in the darkness and heads towards Alexandria. <laughs> so, uh, what did you guys think of these episodes? Uh, what did you think of them, Mr. Bad? Uh, well, I, I tell you, there's a whole lot to discuss. Um, I, I like to discuss that, yeah. what you just said about the ending. I didn't get, you know, about uh, what's-her-face shooting uh, about... Um, um, Isabel shooting that that woman, but um, yes, that woman. Oh my God! Uh, the the first one I didn't really care for at all. Carl really? had a clear shot at Negan and just blew it, and the rest <laughs> was just all bullshit. So I'm gonna give that a five. Uh. And the second one I sort of liked, except for the ending, which was too fucking saccharine. You know, they didn't <laughs> have all the oh hugs, hugs, okay. We're all together now. Everything's going to be great. A lot of other people are going to die, but we'll be fine. Um, I'll give that a seven. Okay. And how about you, Brian? Uh, I gave the first one a six. I agree with Mr. Bad. It was not a great episode. Um, a little bit upset that that um, Carl did not kill Negan. There's no reason why he shouldn't just sacrifice himself. I mean, he was already there. I mean, just start railing everybody with bullets. Um, <laughs> poorly Stein. Yeah, I mean, it really was. I mean, I did like. Well, we'll go into other things. I did like the fact that he he uh, he uh, um, tricked um, Jesus while they're in the truck, but that's a different mm -hmm. thing. Um, the second episode, I probably agree with Mr. Bad. Give it in a sec, a seven. I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> didn't have a problem with the with the, the bro hug at the end. I mean. I didn't have a problem with that. That was actually kind of nice. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. 
It was, I mean, it was okay. As a mid-season finale, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will give the first episode a 7. I thought it was pretty decent. Um, it had some stupid stuff in it, but uh, I thought most of the Negan stuff was pretty strong. And, I don't know, that actor is just a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> and some some of his lines are really funny, I swear. It's a dark humor going on, but you're practically starving? <laughs> really? <laughs> and the whole, uh, you know, his his interaction with uh, Carl, I thought, was, was really good. Um, especially when he makes him take off his eye patch and stuff. Uh and carry the fucking, uh, you know, uh, uh, hors d'oeuvres around. You know, the uh, little little b- bits of food and cheese. That was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, the stack tray. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, I reckon I'll give the uh, second episode an eight. Uh, I thought that was somewhat better. I think an eight is what I tend to give most episodes. Um, I liked the Spencer stuff. Uh, I liked. Father Gabriel, uh, I think uh, that part of that happened previous episode, part of it this episode, but he's turned into a pretty uh, uh, fairly redeemed character, I would say. I mean, he's kind of saying what's on his mind. He's saying stuff that makes sense. And, uh, and like, uh, I guess twice this episode, he kind of dropped the mic and uh, he said what he had to say and then, whoop, quick exit, right? Yeah, yeah. He's really, you know, in in some instances, he's inspiring people. In other instances, he's like calling, you know, a spade a spade. Um, you know, so he's like really a a force to be reckoned with. I think he's really a, a, an interesting character too. Yeah, I think he's a man of the cloth that understands the world he's now living in. Yeah, yeah, concur. Yep. Although uh, he's, I mean, he, when uh, Olivia got shot at the end. And uh, Spencer got disavowed. You can definitely see him, you know, kind of losing his shit a little bit <laughs> during yeah. that. But, uh, you know, to be expected. Um, I definitely wish we had gotten more Carol this season. She's been in, what, like, two episodes the whole season? And... Oh, but the one episode was great, you know, when she just starts, you know, cracking yeah. up with the lion. That was that's the best episode of the whole fucking season so far. <laughs> yeah, those Carol episodes. I'm telling you, Carol. <coughs> Carol is the lock of Walking Dead. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I guess uh, seven and eight. So uh, what worked and didn't work? What were some things that make the episodes better and what made them worse? Uh, Brian. Um, let's see. Um, the first one, what did, what made it work for me is that when Carl really kind of screwed Jesus over and said, you show me how it's done when jumping out of the truck. I think that really worked for me because you knew he was going to do this. <laughs> I mean, it was very, it was very obvious, but it, it did set up the next scene. What didn't work is the fact that he didn't take out effing Negan when he had the greatest opportunity. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised I mean, that he didn't take out Negan, but... No, but I think... But if this is real life... More believably. Yes, I mean, that's probably better. Yeah, I mean, because if this is real life, he would have just gone like... And just started, like, shooting everybody. But no! No, that's not what he did. So th- those two things didn't work for that episode. Um, the next one, what worked... Um, uh, or didn't work... Um, 
what didn't really work for me was the thing with the boat. I mean, the one with the holes in it, and then they actually used it. I'm like, they could have found another way. They, they could have found it probably a better way. Uh, that really, I didn't really like that scene at all. I was kind of bored and turned off. On uh, what worked for the episode was the fact that um, um, that uh, Negan basically gutted that one little line about him having no guts, and oh, there they are. That worked for me. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are probably other things. There are other things too, but those are probably my biggest ones. Uh, okay, uh, Mr. Bat. You know the whole freaking truck scene. I thought was bullshit. Um, there's no fucking way they would have uh, hid there without getting caught. They were making noise. They were talking, you know, and those guys weren't blaring, you know, uh, music or nothing. Occasionally they were talking on the walkie-talkie, but they would have heard them. And even when you jumped out, that would have made a noise. Somebody would have looked in the rearview mirror and saw them. And I just thought it was all bullshit, you know. They they. They didn't have a, you know, a door or a lock, you know, they didn't have, they just had everything sitting there. It's just, um, just staged. And then the, what would have worked for me had, uh, when he pulls the, or gets found, Carl, by the saviors with the Air yes. 15 or 14 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 14 contact. Instead of, uh, uh, Deacon coming out, he just sort of started whistling and like walking around, mm-hmm. you know, and. And, uh, you know, something like that, because... At, at least he wasn't just standing out in the open. At least he did kind of use a dude as, like, a shield. That's true, but, I mean, I would have just shot, and nobody would have... All he had to do was back up a step or two. It, narrow, it would have narrowed his field of vision, or f- field of fire, but yep. you had him dead to rights. And if you back up a step or two, those guys have to jump up and into the truck. And they would have knocked each other over, and he could have shot them. That, it was bullshit. There's no. It was. Bad. I mean, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Did Carl appear from, or did did Negan appear from Carl's right? Uh, no, from his left, I thought. Okay. Okay. And, you know, that makes less sense. I, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's right. He's left. Okay. I was wondering if he approached from his blind side or something, but maybe not. No reason to walk up to the edge of the truck. I mean, that just made you easy. I mean, that makes your field of vision gives you opens up his blind side, which is bad to begin with, with the one eye. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think though. Uh, Carl is right-handed, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of hard. He's to left eye. Oh, that's true. Hard to shoot a rifle off- with your off eye. He's also yeah. He's left eyed. I'm about to say. Yeah. Yeah, but at that close, he could have just fired from the hip too. I know. Oh, I know. That's what. That's why I didn't like that scene. I'm like, because he really could just <laughs> spray bullets, like make it rain lead. No, he did not do that. <laughs> but uh, I thought that sucked. I, I, and then just hauling him around. I mean, all those goddamn Neganites hate or fear Negan. I don't. I mean, if the one woman who says, "Okay, you know, kill me." Why don't you just go back in and shoot fucking Negan? I mean, <laughs> he, it's clear that everybody around Negan is, is gets fucked with. You know, uh-huh. if you're in Negan's line of sight, uh, he, he's like a cat. He'll either play with you and uh, kill you or just move on to something else, you know? Well, another example of that is that woman, what was her name, Isabel? The yeah. one that Michonne killed? Yes. I mean, she basically said, kill me, we're all Negan. They hate him enough. Why doesn't one of them just go up and go, bang, to Negan and just take him out? I mean, really, they seem so distraught that this one woman 
tells Michonne to kill her because she's just done with it. Uh-huh. So I'm agreeing with Mr. Bat. Yeah. And we still don't even know why she was out there to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Secrets, secrets. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what worked and didn't work for me. Um, uh, the Deacon stuff's still working for me. I, uh, I enjoy the actor, and he's a really good Negan. <laughs> um, I liked the uh, that uh, dead survivalist guy's signs, especially the big long one, which, you know, I just had to stop, freeze frame, and read the whole thing <laughs> until I got to the bottom. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, obviously, the Carl stuff was dumb. Um, obviously, I felt like it was real cheat having uh, Aaron like get pulled underwater and then pop up again, you know, with no problem. That, that seemed weak. Uh, let's see. Uh, I enjoyed the interaction between Negan and Olivia. Basically, anybody interacting with Negan, it's a pretty good scene. Uh, the Carol stuff was good, although I think we really want her to start kicking some more ass at this point, and I guess we're still going to have to wait on that. <laughs> um, I, but I will say one thing with that, is that at mm-hmm. least now they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So that ball is definitely sure. rolling. Yeah. yeah. She, she, all she needs is a little tiger in the tank, <clears throat> so to speak, and uh, she'll fire right <laughs> up and get it with the program. Uh, Miss Bab, you will not say anything like that against Carol again. That was disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist that. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that. Get a little, get a little action going there, you know? No, I would like to see a little bit of cock in her. <laughs> uh, that's a little crude. I think at least Mr. Bad knows how to, you know. Uh, <laughs> you said worse, Mr. Bab, so I'm not worried. My uh, illusions up into a little more, uh, you know. Uh, your euphemisms are much better than mine. I'll say that. I just remember the old put put a tiger in your tank, you know. <laughs> yes, I remember that too. Tiger uh, tails coming out there. Uh, I can't remember which brand that was, but yeah. Texaco, I think. I think it was Frosted Flakes. No, Texaco. I think it was Texaco. <laughs> Texaco uh, had the tiger in your tank. Nice. And one thing with this episode, it really should be renamed to Heart Still Bleeding. Heart Still You were what? right the first time. Heart Still Bleeding. Bleeding, ah, yes. 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 When you made that mistake, it really should be called Heart Still Bleeding. Yeah. Not bleeding, <laughs> not beating, but bleeding. Freudian slip. And, and <laughs> that was funny, did, though. Like a sheep. Like, eh. <laughs> why did you say what? Negan should be damned eternally? What did he do that was so bad? So. Oh, yes, yes. He demonstrated that he is truly evil by telling Carl that you should always shave against the grain. <laughs> oh, no, no. What what would have proved his true evilness if he had, in the bathroom, flipped the toilet paper so it was underneath? That, I mean, that would have been great, you know? Just di- that little dig, you know? Like, fuck these assholes. Let them reach underneath, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Subtle acts of evil. <laughs> See, I saw that thing with him shaving and getting or becoming clean shaven as being akin to when um, Rick did the same thing. Yeah, probably so. So, even uh, sort of, uh, there've been references to that. I think where Deegan talks about, I would not have, I wouldn't have fucked with that guy when he finds the video with uh, 
with Rick with his giant mm-hmm. <laughs> hillbilly no, beard. He would not have fucked with him. He just would have killed him and fucked with somebody else. Mm, could be. <laughs> but I think in this episode, when he took um, Carl back to basically Rick's house, he basically, I think, was trying to be, not become Rick, but... Walk a mile in Rick's his shoes. Yeah, exactly. See yeah, how the other exactly. half lives. Got the daughter, got the feet, got the got the uh, meal, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just it, it was very creepy the way he was doing it. I mean, he was doing it on purpose, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But it was very, it was just like, I'm like, Carl, you could just see it in his face. It's like you're a dick. <laughs> you're an absolute dick. I don't know. Some a couple of the times during that montage, it almost looked to me like. Uh... Chandler Riggs might have been cracking up a little at some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, probably, but... <laughs> uh, I bet he's a hilarious on set. <laughs> okay, uh, smartest, dumbest. Uh, what was the smartest thing somebody did in the episode, and what was the dumbest thing? Uh, Mr. Bet. Well, the dumbest thing is uh, the last of the... Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Swiss... Uh, the guy who got gutted, um, Spencer. 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 You know he's an idiot. You know, uh, it, it maybe there was some reason to try to just start talking to him, or but you don't want to get into a, a conversation with Negan. I mean, <laughs> he found out the hard way. I mean, anybody who's around Negan for more than two minutes should be able to figure out he's a murderer and he just likes to fuck with people. There's no way. Uh, there's, you're going to survive long term and, and, you know, unless you, you, you get his attention on somebody else. <laughs> and, well, I mean, his plan wasn't necessarily bad to sort of get close to him and maybe it will take years, but then you'll get your chance to take him out. But then the whole trying to, uh, you know, sneak around and usurp power for Rick thing, uh, that was dumb. <laughs> and he should have. They should have played ping pong instead of fucking pool. I tell you, ping pong's an international sport, and if Negan's going to take over the whole world, he's going to have to learn ping pong because the Chinese ain't going to be playing pool. <laughs> Chinese don't play pool? No, they're, they're ping pongers. They like bouncing their balls. Wow. <laughs> Racist. Badminton, they like playing badminton. They play badminton with their goddamn feet. <laughs> you. Gross. No, literally, they're kicking around, you know, the badminton, you know, like a little thing, like. Yeah. But they use their feet. It's pretty cool. Like with kung fu and stuff. Well, I mean, well, like athletic ability, you know, it's it's almost uh-huh. like volleyball, you know, guys are like, you know, and women are dunking the ball by jumping up and kicking it. Yeah. All right, you're so off topic. No, I'm not. I'm talking about. <laughs> You know, continuing the expansion of Negan's empire. Because just like the Roman Empire, once your uh, empire starts expanding, once it's uh, based on slavery like that, uh, you're going to fold. you got to have the continuing... He's on the east coast of the United States, mate. He's not going to go to China in his lifetime at this point without reliable, good international transportation. He ain't making it to China. Mr. Bet, are you saying you don't don't think Negan's going to make America great again? Yeah. Uh, America first uh, is not working, I think. And that's an interesting thought. I wonder, I wonder if he decided to, if he's going to uh, Oh, God. That's like Kama Sutra. He's going to die there blind, you know. Negan first. Oh, Negan first. All others second or lower. 
<laughs> I have destroyed Brian. Got it. I hate you, John. Sometimes. Oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Bab. I'm sorry. We we watched the Never Ending Story, and this man, I got when the, when Bastion got the book at the bookstore. And this man says Kama Sutra. I mean, it was just hysterical. I'm like, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> this book is not for you. <laughs> what is it? Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up, Sergeant. Shut up. Yes. God, I don't want to put myself through that again. So what's your favorite position there, John? <laughs> is that that's one of the is that one of our segments? No. I'm, in, I'm in reading position. Do you like to lay down, read, or sit up? Do you hold it with one hand or two? Oh my God! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> just shut up! I think that might be privileged information. <laughs> oh my asking how you, God! Uh, how you grab your book? You know how you you know turn the pages? You know. To, uh, yes. uh, how do you reach reach the? I'm gonna hang up on this call in a moment. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a modern fellow, so I kind of like the swiping motion. I swipe my pages. Oh my god! Did you ever give us your smartest, Mr. Ben? No! Smartest, 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 smartest. I'm trying to think. There are plenty of smart things that happened. Well, I'll say Dwight. I think it was Dwight uh, getting uh, Daryl, you know, helping Daryl escape. I think that pro if it was Dwight, that was a smart. It was not Dwight. It was Jesus. It had to have been Jesus. No, Jesus wouldn't. He wouldn't let up to my note. He would have just opened it up and said. <laughs> I figured it was the same person who was leaving him notes before, and I think that was probably Sherry, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that's a good point. No, yeah. No. yeah, 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 yeah. Sherry. I thought it was. I thought it was Jesus. Honestly, I thought he's like, get out. And I'll, I don't you know, know. Not really meet him, but yeah. I don't no, know where Jesus time. would get a key. Yeah, no, it was Dwight. And probably, was, well, he'd probably notes, be in that compound. No one would know the difference. The first so. notes were just part of, of breaking him. These notes were actually to get him free, you know, so I, it was all sure. Dwight. Dwight was in charge <laughs> okay. of breaking I, him, and Dwight's the guy going to take Negan down. It's actually funny because it's not going to be, um, uh, what's his face, uh, our, our hero, uh, Rick, taking him down. I think Dwight is going to be the real force to take Negan down. Actually, in the comics, um, I don't know Spoilers. who takes Negan down. No, Spoilers. I don't know who takes Negan down. That's my point. No, I have no clue. <laughs> Nobody does. I was setting you, you up for Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Brian, smartest, dumbest. Uh, for both episodes? Because he's only done one. Oh, uh... I haven't found much that was smart in the, in the earlier episode, to be honest. <laughs> Alright, um... Let's see, um... Oh, no, no, Jesus jumping off first, because I, I think Jesus knew he was gonna... Uh, Carl was gonna stay behind. Fuck you, Carl! I'm glad you're gone. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I thought that was one of the kind of smart things, is that Carl tricked Jesus. I still don't think they should have been in the truck at all. Um... I think that was smart. Dumbest thing in that episode, uh, Frell. Um, Frell. <laughs> I watched too much Farscape. Uh, oh my goodness, uh, Carol. I mean, not Carol. Carl. Coral. Coral can't hit a target by spraying. Can't hit what he wants. That's the dumbest things. 
That could be taken out of Megan. context, but I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, really, my entire contention with that entire episode is that Carl did not do the one thing he was responsible to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's just, it's very frustrating. So, and oh, the other, uh, let's see. I mean, I would. I mean, I know it would not. The story would not go very far because Megan would be dead. We wouldn't have all this great dialogue for this man uh, from the character because, frankly, he had some really awesome dialogue. Um, <laughs> but I would say probably in the, the last one, the last episode, the mid-season finale. I think the smartest thing is Sasha lying to Maggie about what Jesus was planning on doing, or <laughs> uh, what she was planning on doing. Um, Dumbest thing yeah. in that episode is probably them beating up Aaron for no particular reason. It, it <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, I'm like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, he, he's really not a uh, really, that just seems, okay, this is homophobia right here. Did homophobia. It, uh, do they do they even know what his persuasion is? I don't know that they know that. I don't know, I but I do, so I can call it whatever I like. <laughs> But did, however, did I, just, I, I saw that. I saw actually the dumbest thing in the entire episode really wasn't that. It was Rosita trying to take out Negan, and she should have waited. She did it on emotion, and she should have waited to do it with her mind, not her heart. Uh, That's did, really, did, I think, the dumbest thing. Going back to uh, the Aaron beating, did it, did it strike you, know, you guys, strange like me, that uh, like they ask him about this note, and all they do is like stammer and can't say anything about where it came from? <laughs> Like, all you got to do is go, oh, yeah, we took that off that dead guy. That we he had all these crazy that. signs, and I guess that was his uh, final, you know, F you. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been <laughs> easy, but, you know. Just uh, be like, hey, we found it with, with people, with someone who had supplies. This is his threat. It means nothing. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, but I don't think, I, I, I think the reason why they did that is because I think they wanted to keep the mystery of what this, because obviously it's probably that guy we saw. Um, at Alexandria at the very end of the season finale. So I think they wanted to keep that idea open. Oh, you think that's the guy? You don't think that yes. they... That, the guy with... Actually, you, mean from, you mean from the houseboat, right? Yeah, I just assumed like, you, that you they get this far, body, Yeah, I think but... that's the guy from the houseboat. Huh. I really do. I think that's him. Um, or at least someone who knew him or something dealing with yeah. that houseboat. And I think they, they the, the writers stammered it down just to say, hey, okay, this is yeah. what's going to be going on. Whether or not it's a different faction, because I do know something about the comics of another faction. I hope that's not it. I hope this is something completely and utterly new. This will be fantastic. Uh, okay, uh, well, let me give my smartest, dumbest, and then we'll... Uh... Well, wait, wait. This, yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, smartest, dumbest. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to say smartest... Uh, smartest was actually the sign, the big long sign that that dude wrote that encourages people to read it and stand there reading it until he could shoot them. I thought that was pretty clever. And from a dumbest, um, I guess I'll go with, uh, uh, I'm going to go with the stupid, uh, didn't explain where the notes came from thing. So you got beat up. I'm going to go with that. That's my dumbest. Yeah. Okay, uh, questions raised by the episode. And there were quite a few, I think. So what were you about to say, Steve? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I was completely th uh, flummustered because I was watching the Puppy Bowl, and they had a pee break, and the puppies were actually peeing on the field. 
Wow. I thought that was pretty amazing. I didn't realize you were into pee. No, I'm just saying. I, I was surprised. Just saying. You know, for uh, the animal planet, you know, showing animals peeing. That is kind of weird, but though. But it really was just an excuse to have a commercial for Bizzle. They had a deep cleaning uh, carpet cleaner, which uh, they tried it out and then cleaned it up. Or the Shiwi. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> but no, the the end there. I didn't really, uh, to be honest, I didn't really pick up on the eerie. Maybe I I zoned off after you know the huggy moment. I didn't really see um, the person or, or mysterious force approaching Alexandria. Now, um, yeah, a few people thought it was Richard from the Kingdom that's wandered over, but you I think most it- people. At Don't. this point, it would have to be somebody from the kingdom because they need to meet up pretty soon if they're going to uh, finish this up at the end, second half. And I think they are. I think they're going to go to war and finish it up this season. I've heard uh, the, um, some of the notes indicate that the the boots that the character is wearing are mismatched boots. Hmm. Which is also weird to me because I don't really know why anybody in the zombie apocalypse would wear boots. Don't well, I, when we get I, to spoiler quarantine, I'll give you. There's something on the wikia um, that I'll, uh, I'll 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 read out when we get there. Okay. I can tell you right now, what hap- What if he has uh, uh, six toes on one foot and five on the other? He might want a bigger boot on one, one side. Apparently, he apparently has a name. Well, six okay. toes. Six toes not good enough a name for you. <laughs> How about seven? seven uh, I'm 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 sorry. Speak English next time. If it's going to be different amounts of toes, it should be four toes, clearly. But he may have four on one side and six on the other. That would still be ten. <laughs> Average out. Average out. <laughs> Mostly human. Uh, let's see, other questions. Um, My question would be this. He can seem very loose with his rules. What? Say that again? He seems very loose with his rules. About what? how he... Uh, Conducts punishment. Oh, Negan what the is punishment loose is. with the rules. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, because he really has not punished Carl for killing two of his people, besides humiliating him, but no one can see it. Well, he's just he, he, he he's great. He's happy about it. He wants stuff like that to happen so he can fuck with Rick. He's <laughs> saying, Rick, I'm coming. But the problem is, if, if his people say, "Well, he may not be as strong of a leader as we thought." Because they don't see it. Because, oh, if he's going to screw it, Rick, he's going to do it 20 miles away in, in Alexandria. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it doesn't seem very consistent. Now, Negan doing it in front of Rick's people, different story. He wants to keep him subjugated. But his own people back at their compound, he's probably got them pretty scared. But eventually they're going to see if he doesn't continue, especially with an outside group, and they don't see it. Or some of his people don't say it to decimate through everyone else. I mean, Carl got away with basically murder. Well, you know, That's true. Negan uh, doesn't have like a code of Hanarabi, okay? It's basically <laughs> whatever, you know, uh, rocks Negan's world, you know, whatever he needs to get his rocks off, those are the rules, you know? <laughs> well, I think the iron thing is a specific rule for people that are a member of the Saviors. And, uh, you know, Carl is not part of his community, so that particular rule doesn't apply to him. So that probably gives uh, Negan greater latitude as to uh, 
what his punishment is, but uh, I mean, they don't so know what he's nothing. That's okay. So well, if it's nothing to them. It's okay. Well, they I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it just seems he's very much into really making a spectacle out of things. But with Carl, he's kind of kept stuff back. Even with Daryl, well, Daryl he just punched him, but he took that out on Glenn. Um, <laughs> with Carl, he seems like he wants him to be almost like he's trying to want to. He wants to groom Carl. It's like I want you to be my kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it seems like to me. He likes so, Carl. but that could be, but that could be detrimental to him if he does yeah. that because Carl's not stupid. Now, yeah. you're, you're half right, Brian. I think this is my opinion. I okay, think he wants Carl to be like um, Spencer. He wants Carl to say, okay, I'll play your game. As soon as he does that, the game's going to change, and he'll find, you know, that he likes to beat his son. You know, it's like he wants you to play with people, and as soon as they come around, well, then there's another <clears throat> level of hell you've entered into, you know. The, yeah, but the thing is, is that Spencer did not grow up in the same world Carl did. Carl's not that naive as Spencer Negan, was. Negan wants people to think that he's cool. And with Carl, that just is the same thing to the nth degree, right? He, he wants Carl to think that he's a cool guy. Negan thinks okay. he's awesome. Everybody else should see Negan the same way Negan sees Negan. Look how awesome Negan is. Yeah, all the respect he's getting. All these people kneeling down. Yes. Exactly. All right, that's, that makes some sense. More than what <laughs> Mr. Bat said. Uh, 42 minutes to quarantine failure. Oh, my. So, um, let's see. Oh, here's something I've written down. Uh, what kind of facility is that that Negan's guys are in? It looks some kind of like a like a factory or a power plant or something with those big stacks on top. What did you think? Definitely what is that? Definitely a power plant. That would make sense. Uh, they seem to have electric, so they would have to have a generator of some kind. I just right. thought it was a factory of some sort that was non that, that they never said what. Oops. Um, I uh, guess Skype didn't like what uh, Brian had to say, so they. <laughs> Good going, Skype. <laughs> Good going, Skype. Uh, but you're right. Any large factory, God. a lot of there them have. Uh, there you go. You de- uh, go ahead. Go back, Brian. No, I'm just saying. I just think it's a nondescript factory. Yeah. They never really said what it was for. So, and, I mean, uh, most factories have stacks. So I just don't think they had an idea behind it. Yeah, a lot of big fat. If you use a lot of electric, you're very likely to have a diesel backup generator, and that would be the best way to uh, have power in the zombie apocalypse because you could adapt it to uh, biodiesel. And they have a furnace. That could mean anything. Yeah, that was pretty old furnace. I think they actually had wood and coal in there. So who the hell knows? I mean, they could be also just burning off, like, let's say the vegetation and stuff, just burning sure. off excess. I mean, who the hell knows? No, no, yeah, could have been burning lots of stuff, trash, whatever. Babies. Mm-hmm. Zombie you know, you, know, you got to save the babies for, <laughs> babies for Duncan, you know, in the pool. Uh, so zombies. Baby Duncan. <laughs> baby Duncan. <laughs> okay, uh, here's another one for you. Um... So at the end, towards the end of this episode, we see Rick in that cell, and he's just kind of staring at the floor. And on the floor, is, on one side, there's his hatchet. And on the other side, right next to it, is that note that says, congrats for winning, but you still lose. Uh, what did you guys take from that? What was what was the deal with that scene? What was he thinking? 
What was the significance of him staring at those objects like that? I thought he was just reevaluating his whole, you know, um, deal with Negan. There's no, you didn't, you know, survival. You're not going to uh, win with Negan around. There's no uh, yep. winning. You know? mm-hmm. And I agree with him totally, but I also have something for spoiler quarantine for that Ooh. jail. Uh, okay. <laughs> I and I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think basically <laughs> Rick, Rick and Aaron went you know like above and beyond the Call of Duty to try to play by Negan's rules to keep anybody from dying, and then two people still died. So <laughs> so they won, but they still lost. So I thought that was yeah pretty plain what was going on there. Okay, uh, quotes of the week. Anybody got some good quotes? Oh, you have tons. Oh, always on, against this. the grain, because that sums Negan up. Any interaction <laughs> he has with people, it's just to do that. It's just to fuck with them. It's just to you just need them. to keep that thing off because it makes you look rad. <laughs> like no one uses rad. <laughs> they do in the zombie apocalypse. Apparently. Pocket Anything clips. basically Negan says, if he has like little quips, he says right before he has to apologize. Yeah. I'm like, what do you said before, Olivia? I'm like, no, technically at this point, he's kind of right. Olivia should be a lot skinnier. But bless the actress. Yeah. Bless her. I'm not body shaming her. Trying not to body But no, seriously, she did must have been sh- humongous. Did you when say started. body shaving her? Are you going to oh, shave God, the actress? Are you gonna, are you gonna soft as a baby's butt? Is that the, and a little covering baby? No, 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 is no. Where have you been? You can actually make someone cream. feel bad about them by calling them fat. Baby oil or whipped cream? And I'm a fatty. Do you have a preference? Baby oil or whipped cream? I'm just curious. I'm, I'm sorry. Speaking with you. I think Mr. Bad wants to know your type. Oh, I can't tell you. <laughs> but if we, we have to go digging in the backyard to find that, find that answer? There might be a few graves. There might be a few graves. <laughs> Or was one of them marked Rick and another one marked Carl? <laughs> no. Sit no. right there in the garden one's, there. One's Andrea. <laughs> and... <laughs> this is going to go down a rabbit hole we don't want to go down. So. I don't know. Spoiler warning. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess that brings us to the Walker of the Week. Oh, no. I was, I, Mr. Bad wasn't ready. <gasps> you fool. Now get ready now. I wasn't ready either. Get her own. Okay, this is a segment where we give our favorite walker of the week. I guess you could do two this week if you want to. Uh, and uh, Or a character that behaved in a manner no better than a walker. So, uh, Brian, you get to go first. Let's see. Jeez. I'm trying to keep the episodes separate. It's kind of hard. Jesus? Um, Did you say Jesus? Oh, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Why not Jesus? No, Jesus is fine. Um, I would say, I would say with the first episode, I think my walker would be Carl, just because I think he's setting himself up for death. Um, in the next episode, um, I'm thinking, I would say, I would have said Spencer if he hadn't died. Um, like, well, well, he no, did turn into a walker. Well, I, huh? He did turn into a walker. Yeah, I would say Spencer because I really think because when what I originally thought his plot was was just to get close to Negan, get to know him. And eventually assassinate him. But no, he did the complete opposite. So I would say Spencer. <laughs> okay. All right. And Mr. Bat. 
I'm going to double down on Carl. He was Walker of the Week for not killing Negan uh, in the first episode. And in the second episode, when he's bringing his goddamn spaghetti over, he should have just got a butcher knife and, and you know, uh, jammed it in his throat. It could have been Godfather all over again, you know? They could have had the rumbling of a train go by and, you know, jabbed him in the throat. And a uh, little little soap and water, or clean uh, uh, Judas right <laughs> up. No, ma- no, no blood stains, and there you go. Problem solved. I think he should have done something instead of cutting his throat. He should have just jammed it into the back of his neck. He wouldn't have seen it coming. Well, yeah. And a bunch oh, of people could really easily go through vertebrae. Yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah. Well, no, the throat. Especially better. the higher ones. The throat's better huh? because you 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 got a real high chance of just jabbing in there. A big butcher knife will cut one of the jugular veins. And even if it doesn't, your throat's cut open. That you're not going to survive that. Yeah, but the thing is that Negan, if he got through that sp- that, that 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 vertebrae and cut that spinal cord. That yeah. man's going down and not Around. moving again. I think, you know, that's like, you know, going for the ribs. You know, he's got two, uh, b- bad things happen. You always want to go either underneath the ribs, you know, into the stomach, or uh, go for, you know, something that it's a kill shot, you know. I just think that like would a, be a really cool death. Well, it would, but it's tough to, to do. See you got to, like, know where you're jabbing, and you, then you have to actually hit exactly where you want to jab. That's true. If you didn't get that butcher knife directly between, I the know, butcher, but still, it would be a it would be a cool kill. <laughs> it would be that. <laughs> it would be a cool kill. I mean, that's all I'm thinking. Can, then it's not it's not the best off. kill ever, but it would be a cool kill. <laughs> what if he hit him in the head with a toilet seat? Mm, even better. Okay, Mark uh, of the week. Uh, I will say Spencer for double duty of. Trying to get Rick killed uh, by using Negan, and then also by virtue of being one of the uh, the few walkers with major screen time. Screen time. Screen time. I do have I Any do have one Latin. question. I, all may- those goddamn Latin Romans were all bastards. All <laughs> <Latin> <laughs> What'd you say, Brian? What did you try to say? I'm like, okay, he got that compound bow. What did yes. he do with it? I don't remember seeing what he did with it. I guess he stuck it in his car and then gave it to Negan. I thought so. I don't know. I don't know. I just never, don't ever remember a compound bow ever coming in. I'm like, so what was the purpose of the scene? Could have been in the trunk still. Could be. <laughs> I, I I just I was hoping one of you guys could answer for me because I, I never saw it. So I didn't. I did not clearly see it in the truck with the <laughs> goods. I'd like to know uh, how many hunters there are that go up uh, hunting in their. Uh, tree blind during the zombie apocalypse with a compound bow with a note on their person written in latin detailing yeah. where all their caches are that presumably they, they know where they are because they made them <laughs> i also want to know one other thing too did we actually see negan's people down below or did we see the zombies going around it looked very organized to me but are you, I think are you talking about you, that, that with scene uh that michonne and yeah, yeah that scene because I couldn't tell you what may, the fuck they you, were trying to see there. It just looked like some specks in the background. I know. Very and that's why done. I'm asking is because I'm thinking it was Negan's people, but you made me think maybe it might not have been. And it was just a horde that was spread out. I don't know, man. It was it was poorly staged, whatever it was. It was. But I really expected another scene of them shooting down below, and we saw people like, you know, you know people actually motioning, come, 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 come. But we uh, never saw that. 
Yeah, they should have so- did some kind of bit where she, like, we get a close-up of it through binoculars or something. Yeah, but nope. No. Go to infer so. through dialogue. So because of you, I had to question that one scene. Yes. Okay, uh, Roger Award. Oh, I, I got a quick question before that. Does Arrows. Um, does What's-Her-Name still have her katana, I, or did they take that? No, she no, still has she, it. She's got it. She's threatened Isabel with it. Why wouldn't they have taken the katana away? Because it do- doesn't shoot. <laughs> everyone has knives. But they don't. Everyone has knives. They still have knives, but they can't shoot. That's really but, it. But they like they took their uh, beds and just burned them. You would you would normally yeah, they, playing. They were just like, being dicks. Well, <laughs> they left they Rick do. as a hatchet. Well, no, yeah, that's I mean, the hatchet that um, uh, Negan gave him. You know, remember he go get that hatchet. Now you're you know. Yeah. The beds were the beds are simply just a point to be dicks. That's it. They didn't do it for any other reason. <laughs> not like they can't go to the mattress store that's down the road that's not been raided because who raids for fucking mattresses? But still, they were just being dicks. Oh, that's I think it. A lot of people would want a mattress. You sit uh, sleep one a couple nights on a, on the floor or a bad bed. Uh, a good mattress is important. Which is why <laughs> they were being dicks. <laughs> I would be a dick by taking their favorite weapons, too, even if I didn't want it. And they did that, too. And they were dicks about it. Uh, I mean, I they did both. Know. I, I mean, still don't seriously. know why anybody would wear mismatched boots. I'm telling you, you've got one foot bigger than the other, you know, and you need <laughs> different shoes. I'm telling you, you're, you're a scavenger, and you're going to wear whatever you have. Yeah, but how often are you going to find two boots that don't match that fit you? I mean... You got I can do it. I, I can do it. Well, I can do, find two pair of boots. Like, smash, like, will fit me. You get like right hundred zombies walking around. With, each of them got a complete pair of shoes on. <laughs> Can't find a pair of shoes that fit. Come on now. Come on now. Oh, come on. I'm a fashionista, and I know the current zombie trends. <laughs> <laughs> laugh at that because it deserves laughing. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. Let's go to the next section. Roger, and there's a lot to get done before you can afford to lose me. Roger. You got this, man. We got this by the ass. Roger, Roger, Roger. Let's go, baby. You all right? Perfect, baby. Perfect. Roger, Roger, Roger. That is wild. Okay, uh, named for SWAT trooper Roger DeMarco from the original Dawn of the Dead movie. Each participant gives this award to the character who kicked the most ass in the episode, but also a character we think might have a chance of getting killed off at some point, or perhaps did get killed off in the episode. So, who gets your Roger Award, Mr. Bad? Um, I'm going to say uh, Rosita. I'm just going to combine them because I can't think of anybody in the first episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Rosita showed some cojones by stepping up, although I still don't understand why she only had one bullet. It, it should have been that hard to get some empty casings and... You know, more than one bullet would have hopefully confirmed, you know, her chance to kill Negan. I still don't know how uh, Eugene uh, made a a, forty-five caliber bullet out of a fifty caliber shell casing. (laughs) But that's another story. Okay. uh, Oh, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how Negan knew that it was homemade. (laughs) I mean, I've made homemade bullets. I, mean, I couldn't tell the difference between one another. Of course, then again, I, 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 
but I don't, but it's been decades since I've done any kind of munitions stuff like that. So I wouldn't have ever done right. it. I like actually have a question out, How you, does Brian. Negan know yeah. to look? My question, though, is... I don't know. How do you do the uh, the uh, percussion cap? Because that's the toughest thing, right? I mean, the hammer hits the back, and that exp- that causes an explosion, which causes the powder inside to explode. In it. Yeah, you kind of just have to get the percussion caps. Yeah, well, it's hard to really saying, make those. I mean, for at least a shotgun or something, I could see, okay, you could keep shotguns going, because they used to do that. Um, just the... The percussion caps for, for them were, were pretty much similar material. I could see that, but for a gun, I think that's pretty pretty high quality. I, I don't think they have percussion caps laying around. Yeah, they probably don't. That's something I always kind of wondered about. Uh, you know, like air quotes survivalists who are into reloading. It's like, uh, uh, you know, is that really going to help you out in a survival scenario? Because I mean, you can only make as many bullets as you got percussion caps to make, and then you had a bullet skin. <laughs> I mean, maybe the, I guess it does you can store a lot more percussion caps that you kill can store bullets, maybe. But uh, even so, my thing is that there's very specific equipment you have to have to make bullets. Yep, at least on an amateur stage. Um, cleaning the casings, pressing down. I mean, there's, there's, there is specific. Did this shop have it already? Was it made for that? I mean, I, I understand guess. that. I understand that Eugene has the knowledge of making it, but how did? What uh-huh. kind of training does does Negan have that he would recognize it was new, that it was <laughs> made homemade? I mean, hey, if you want to go a step I, further than that, you could argue that reloading ammunition is popular enough to the extent that it shouldn't be that hard to find reloading equipment from just random houses. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that it's very, I mean, you can come to my backyard. I probably have the equipment here, but you search the next a thousand houses. You're not going to find the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to find the same equipment that someone who, I mean, my father used to make black powder rifles. Therefore he made his own animation for his oh. gun. Now he buys it. So I have made bullets because my dad let us do the bullet press because we were kids. Cool. Um, he just has not made it in years. Um, but I know he still has the equipment. I mean, he doesn't use it. It's just a museum piece at this point. But most uh, – 99% of the population is not going to have the scrap. True. Um, so if you said, hey, zombie apocalypse, do you have this equipment? Yeah, come to my house as long as you protect <laughs> me and, and – Whatever. Certain areas of the country are probably more likely to have it than others, too. Probably. But you understand probably what I'm saying. Like, deep, where I live, you understand you're not going to find it. Maybe where you live, they'll find more people who would have it, but not here where I live. Bunch of Yankees all up in there. You should, I was, I've was. Uh, i been subscribing to The New Yorker, a very you know liberal left-wing uh, magazine. And they had an article oh, I love The New Yorker. Survivalist. Did you see that article about the people who were living in the luxury uh, rooms in the uh, uh, ex silos? These people were like, "Yeah, I know what you're talking fucking about." Fucking ridiculous! These people are paying huge amounts of money for a condo inside an old silo, and they're cool. going to be protected by other people, you know, guards and such. <laughs> 
Why would Steve? Do- Steve, if I had the money for that, I would do it just because I thought it was cool. Yeah, I wouldn't do it because cool. I thought it was. I, I I wouldn't do it because I thought it was like, oh, it's gonna protect me from the crazies. Yeah. No, I do it because it's cool. When the shit hits the fan, the only people inside the silo are going to be the guards and the guards' families. Why would they let anybody <laughs> Probably. in? Probably. I mean, come on. Are they stupid? Oh, I I'm rich and powerful. Okay, but the world is all. Well, now you're. Your smart, rich, and powerful people are going to plan for the guards and the guards' families to be in there anyway. <laughs> yeah. It, it did not sound that way, to be perfectly honest. No, it did not sound that way. <laughs> no, bitches, when we're done, you guys stand outside, you let all my people in, and you just stay there. Failure. No, there, if, I w- if I was to do something like that, I would be smart enough to make sure I provide not only for my security and their families, but my family as well. Yeah. But then again, I wouldn't be doing it because I want to protect myself against... Crazies. I'd be like, this is cool place to live. I mean, it's just cool. Yup. Yeah, if I could have a bunker, I would totally do it. What am I talking about? I do have a bunker. You have a a hatch. What more do you need? No, 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 John, you have a pool. You don't have a bunker. You have a pool. What's underneath the pool? Hmm. Not that deep. Okay, uh, zombie analysis. I actually have something for zombie analysis. I'll take your questions. Right, go ahead. Going around, taking names. These creatures cannot be considered. They prey on humans. They do not prey on each other. These creatures are pure, motorized. We must not be lulled by the concept of humans or family members or our friends. Okay, time for zombie analysis. I have something. Anybody else have anything? Negative. Not really. I have observed that if you rip a zombie's arms off and then drop it about 10 feet, it will be killed instantly. No particularly noticeable head trauma. But somehow that does kill the zombie, so... I'll give that to you only because I noticed the same thing, and I'm like, it had to have hit his head. Because they, <laughs> they, they did do the, the big splash when the, when the zombie hit, so I'm like, yeah. mm, I'll give it to you. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, you guys ready for the survival segment? Um, Turn up the volume in your hair. Give me that dog. What do you mean? I mean, give me that dog. What are you going to do with him? You can't open the door to let him out. The bomb pipe will go off. The dog's got to go. We're going to need every bit of air to breathe ourselves. After a while, we'll be laying on the floor to get fresh air. But he's just a little dog. He doesn't breathe. We can't have him here. No. Dog's got to go. Don't you touch him. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Won't do you any good to cry. It's all over. For a little while, you'll be thanking me. Get rid of that dog and help it off a lot. Oh my god! <laughs> You'll be glad we don't have that extra pair of lungs when you're laying here gasping for breath. <laughs> okay. Uh, for today's uh, survival segment, you and your buddy are out scouting for supplies. When you encounter a houseboat in the middle of a lake, and all you seem to have access to is a uh, one of them metal canoe boat type things, but it's got a bunch of holes in it. So, uh, and there's a bunch of zombies in the water. So, 
how are you going to get out there? How are you going to get those supplies? Or are you even going to try? What's the plan? It's pretty fucking simple. Maybe uh, all you got to do is get a tarp and put the tarp underneath you know, and wrap it around the uh, the boat. And there you go. It's waterproof. No fucking big deal. You don't go into a boat that's sinking and thinking, oh, I'll make it out to the boat. Oh. And where do you get this magic tarp from? Well, wouldn't you carry it? Wouldn't that be something you want to carry around with you? I don't know. Especially if you're going out for supplies. I would th- say, uh, you know, a tarp is, uh, in, in case you need to put stuff on top of the car, you know, you uh, have a tarp. Uh. Um, tarps would be very handy. The guy was a survivalist. There should have been tarps laying all over the goddamn place. <laughs> well, there are out on his houseboat. Well, I think he would have had tarps uh, all over the place. Blinds. So you wouldn't know which which blind he was behind. Now, here's a question for you, Steve. Uh, how many tarps do you keep in your vehicle on, uh, like, a judge, just in case? How many do I have? Yeah, how many do you have? I would say I have at least one real tarp, and I have lots of, uh, uh space blankets. They could be tarps, too, so... Ah, and hey. would a space blanket be big enough to wrap under the bottom of, of like, a boat like that, though? Uh, that's a good question. You could have used duct tape or something to connect to, or, hell, duct tape would have been good enough, literally. All you do is get the boat out, you dry it off, you put the duct tape on. That would have held long enough, you know. All solutions are temporary, remember. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. So okay. Duct tape or a tarp, you could have done something, anything, you know, chewing fucking gum, you know, anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think, Brian? What would you have done in this situation? The I wax out of my seal? ears. The wax out of my ears or the gunk in my belly button would have worked. There you go. I would have used Flex Seal. What's that? It's basically something that will coat over things and basically make them, um, well, it will seal whole. It's called Flexi Seal. Look it up. Or it Flex like Seal a, is what it's called. It's basically like polyurethane. It's basically a polyurethane thing. Yeah. But no, seriously, if I was, and that's, that's me being funny. Honestly, if I was to do it, um, you could use leaves, you could use, I mean, you could use anything. To, to, I would honestly, if I was to do it, if I had balloons on me, I'd probably use that. But how holy is this boat? I mean, has the Pope, like, given it its blessing? I mean, how holy is it? I mean, <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. I mean, what they did was, what they did, they didn't have to do right then and there. They could have waited. They, as far as they knew, they made it far enough. This guy's already dead. True. So why did they do what they did then? Uh, I, I just really think they could have waited and, and, and fixed the boat and really done a good proper job on it. What if they chopped down a tree and uh, made like a, a canoe out of the tree? They could have done that, but that would have taken a good part of a day. But they could have done that. <laughs> But honestly, they had a boat already. It would probably take them less time to find things to repair it, or at least prevent water from coming in so fast. Uh, now, legit question, Brian. Uh, do you actually carry some of the sealant stuff around you with you? Like, no, I don't. That's why it was the fu- that was why that's why it was the funny part of it. Sixteen oh. minutes to quarantine Cause, failure. Because that was why it was a funny bit of it. Because no one's going to c- carry flex seal <laughs> in order to flex into a boat. Because they actually did in the commercial uh. take a boat, cut in half. And then redid or did something to it, and then redid it, and then it were floats. So it was my funny. Wasn't nice. that, so, but really, wasn't that one where they a, took the screen door and they sprayed this? Yeah, stuff screen, on door, the screen yeah, door. Yeah, screen door. Yeah, yeah. They replaced the bottom yeah, of the, bowl with the screen I'm like, door. Yeah. 
Wow. So they really, Rick and Aaron really could have not been so irresponsible. Uh-huh. And they could have done things to help prevent the water. Maybe not come in right. at all, or maybe yeah. make it where the water wouldn't come in as fast. So uh-huh. therefore they could get there. And they Wait. should have been killing zombies on the way. I mean, right. they should not have been like, oh, we're going to pass this one. Let's go, yeah. you know, 72 degrees north. Oh, 48 <laughs> degrees north. I mean, they really shouldn't have done that. They really should have just... Die, 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 die. Yeah, I mean, that's what they really should have done. They really should have made their journey a lot easier. Aaron getting away, I didn't have a problem with because I was like, these things can't swim. He can. And he just went, gotten where, in the middle of where they killed them all. So I didn't have a problem with it. You mentioned balloons, Brian. That's actually not a bad idea. And Aaron probably has, like, lots of prophylactics on him. You are a homophobe. God. You know those uh, gay men, those gay gay men, men like to put things up their butt. They don't use condoms. I'm just going to say that. Especially when they're in a relationship. Just putting this out there. You know Mr. Bad likes the, uh, what is Mr. Bad like? The... Gay um. sex? Not quite. Not quite. But close. Close. Caches. Caches. Now, if you're gay and you like putting things up your butt, Hey, that's a good place for a cash. However, Homemade Mr. Matt has does have a point when it comes down to tarps. They could have easily gone around and probably found one at some place. I mean, it's a houseboat. I mean, your mother-in-law. Could have sucked sticks in. On the plus side, Brian. On the plus side, Brian, you may have actually convinced me. I might start carrying some sealant around with me. <laughs> mm, okay. Up your butt. He's gonna put it up your butt. <laughs> No, no, I'll keep, keep it in my purse, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, your handbag, your satchel. Sorry, yeah, satchel. that's my satchel. Your satchel. <laughs> oh my goodness, I have a story for that. Um, but no, I mean, really, honestly, they could have done. I mean, Mr. Bab, even though he's being funny with the with the tarps, really, they could have found something, something, yeah, was being and funny spent with some time the to really the tarp was evaluate. Serious. Tarp was serious. I'll just tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it here. was, but no, no. I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm like, they could have spent some time to actually do this instead of like, okay, TV time. We need to do this quickly and do something stupid. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they didn't die. I'm glad someone didn't bid. I be, I wouldn't be surprised with the uh, mid-season, you know, premiere. We we find out that you know Aaron was bitten. If that happens, <laughs> God, I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be pissed. I'm just gonna be like, oh, you're cu- fucking kidding me. Jeez. I was wondering about that, but I don't think so. I don't think so at all either, but I would not be surprised if they do that mulligan on you and be like, like oh, I was bitten. And be like, <laughs> and, and it just be like, you're kidding me. Because really, they get to the point. Like, it's like when Glenn was supposed to die the first time. Yeah. I mean, we knew what was going to go happen. I mean, we, we found this out. I'm like, don't do stuff like this to us. We're not yeah. stupid. Just have a believable storyline. Stop this crap. Yes. No, uh, believable is... I I got a little piece of trivia for you that I recently discovered. Um, Do you guys remember back in season three when uh, T-Dog got killed trying to help Carol escape and then for a while she was missing until they found her? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Originally, they actually really were planning to kill her off at that point, (laughs) but they changed their minds. I know. And they did. That was the best thing for them. Hell yeah! And the sad thing is, I don't think we're spoiling quarantine. We'll have to go back. <laughs> okay. 
Carol, I'm gone. I am not watching The Walking Dead if Carol's not on the show. Yeah, you will. Shut up. No, I won't. Okay, yeah, you, uh, you guys ready on. for some uh, predictions and theories? Sure, why not? Okay, let's do this thing. The Dharma Initiative This man and his team created a series of equations which tell us, with a high degree of probability, where it is going to be at a certain point in time. Event window determined. Extrapolating sound and vision. Okay, this is a segment where we each give a prediction for something that we, uh, preferably something we think will happen by the end of this season, which starts up again next week. Uh, so, uh, you got a prediction for us, Mr. Bad? Uh, my prediction is that the guy who you think has different shoes on will turn out to be a uh, ranger, and he's trying to uh, uh, throw off pursuers by pretending that ha- that there's more people on the trail than just uh, one. So he's well, like like a park ranger, or what are you talking about? Uh, yes, a park ranger. Yes, a park ranger. <laughs> no, I meant like a, I don't know, like a ranger of Athelion. Yes, ex- exactly. An Athelian Ranger, you know, uh, Strider, Strider, uh, Strider Jr., Strider Jr. Awesome. And, uh, <laughs> he's going. He's he's trying to make it seem that you know that he's not alone. You know, just to confuse huh. the trail. That would be interesting. What do you want to predict? What group he's with, or will it be like a group we haven't heard of yet? Or what do you think? I think he'll be with uh, uh, Timberlakes, and um, I'm trying to think of another shoe company, Fordham. Ford, or <laughs> floor sign, yeah, floor sign and timber lakes, yeah, okay. timber wolf. All right, uh, Brian, you got a prediction for us? I have two. Okay. My first one is Sasha dies before the end oh. of the season. Okay. My second one is that the Deuces guy was actually a bank robber, but he's a robber of gold. He has a stash hidden somewhere around his community, the kingdom. Deuces? Who's Deuces? Deuces. Come on, you know what deuces. deuces is? Oh, I thought you said deuce. I, I like, you know, in trips. Deuces. Ace, Ace King, Queen, deuce. Deuces, mate. Come on. Yeah, I you said are you saying Jesus? Hey, Zeus. Hey, deuces. Zeus. Jesus. Deuces. My deuces. God, you don't, Who's you don't speak English. Who's deuce? Jesus has gold. Deuces thought, has gold. Deuces. <laughs> I don't know what the character's name I don't remember. Deuces. Jesus. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. My name's Jesus. Get it right. <laughs> Your name is Jesus, not Jesus. God. Actually, his name's... I can't remember what his name is, but it's not Jesus. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, are you talking about Jesus? No. Hey, you talking about the guy? You're talking about the guy with the two shoes? Two shoes? No. No. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Carol, talking uh-huh. to each other. His little hammer goes like, Jesus. Oh, okay, gotcha. You haven't, still don't have no clue. Yeah, that doesn't matter. You're, you're talking about uh, uh, Ezekiel. The happy Ezekiel. guy. The guy yeah, with the, the big smile. Guy, yes. Ezekiel. Yes, yes. No, his no, buddy. Ezekiel. Yeah. yeah, Ezekiel's aide. I can't remember his, I don't remember what his name is, but all oh. I remember is Deuces. He's I think his name, is, uh, his name is Grimma. Grimmer? Grimma Wormtongue. I thought it was Grimer. I thought it was Grimer wearing Wormtongue. <laughs> <laughs> or glimmer, or glimmer. <laughs> glimmer. He's the glimmer man. <laughs> I don't know. 
Okay, uh, my prediction. For my prediction, I will predict that Carol will kill at least three people by the end of the season. God, that would be hot. <laughs> Eight minutes to quarantine failure. Well, I guess right, we should go. go into the spoiler quarantine. Initiating spoiler quarantine. Bring it. Okay. Bring what it, Brian. Wait, what? Brian, go. You got spoilers. All right. Um, the uh, prison that um, Rick was in is the one Negan ends up in. He ends up in prison in Alexandria after the war. So the note in Latin and the hatchet kind of like remind me of this is where Negan's going to end up because Negan gave him that hatchet. The other <laughs> thing is, is that person who's walking around um, apparently, and this is off the Walking Dead wiki, is okay. his name is Leslie Williams Stanton. Uh, oh. So outbreak that appears in season seven's Walking Dead. Uh, location unknown, very little known about the character uh, before the outbreak. Yada yada yada. Um, has lived so he in a house is boat. a survivalist. Apparent. Well, he's a survivalist. Um, he well, has Leslie Williams Stanton is the name on the on the sign. So that's the guy from the boat. Okay. Oh, okay. well, I didn't. I didn't realize that. So, uh, was living in a houseboat in, in a lake not far from Alexandria. So, I wanted to read that out because of the fact cool. that I didn't know that was in the actual thing. Yeah. Um, I had one more, but I don't remember how important it was in comparison to everything else. Um, Try it. Let's find out. I'm thinking. I'm going through my memories. Hold on. Um, Processing. Real- Accessing. Shut up. Accessing. Accessing would be better. I mean, it was. It was. It was Buffering. such a small thing. Well, it was such a small thing that the only thing it was like Wesley uh, was Mr. Stanton. Who was he? Whether or not they actually had a picture of him, which they do not. Um, did they have a picture of his boots? <laughs> no. That would be nice. Um, God, what was the third thing? Um, I can't think of the third thing. All I know is that cell is where Negan ends up. Yes. And, and I don't remember like, that from the comics because I've read stuff. I've not even read that far ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, him and Carl have like a, a, a Hannibal Lecter-Starling relationship going on. It's pretty great. Nah, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's very creepy. But you're right, but still creepy. <laughs> can't think of the... I, I know I had a third one, I just can't think of it. I forget it. We podcasted with you guys since uh, me and the wife went to the uh, Walker Stalker Con. And no, you did guys. not. No, we have not. You didn't bring us any presents back either. I don't. Know. I, I would have gone with you if you had told me. Failure. But you didn't because you're an ass. I suggested that. Did you? Nine, eight, the wife. seven. I think, uh, the wife five, doesn't talk to me. Four, the wife just basically three. pokes me. She talks to you constantly. <laughs> That's very true. But she never mentioned it. I wish she had. Okay. I would have liked. I would have loved to have gone. Oh no! Okay, okay, we're back, and we're back. <laughs> oh, I have one more. Oh gosh, no, I don't. Okay, anybody got any final thoughts before before we uh, wrap things up tonight and wait with anticipation our episode next week? I would say with the last episode and the episode before, I wasn't disappointed as much as it was. I'm glad they didn't go for sensationalizing the end. Like, let's find out who's going to die. Uh, right. I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, 
I did, I love the fact that Daryl is you know is is that is it Hilltop? Yeah, Hilltop. Yes. I'm glad Daryl's there and safe. Um, right. I'm kind of I'm really kind of curious to see what happens when Negan finds out and who he killed. Warning: Four minutes to quarantine. Oh, well, well, right on the mark. Initiate countermeasures. Okay, uh, how about you, Mr. Bad? Uh, any, uh, I can't wait to Negan uh, get his ass thrown into that cold, cold... What are you talking about? Spoilers? I want to see him dead. <laughs> Kill Negan! Kill him! Yeah, I don't think that'll happen that. until the season after this. Buried alive! Why not? Buried alive! <laughs> and I don't know. Apparently next week's episode is called Rock in the Road. Rock in the road. I'm fairly certain that ice cream will feature a major role. Rock in the road. Excellent. Yep. Oh, ice cream would be very nice. <laughs> I might have some after I finish podcasting. Namaste, bitches. Mr. Bad Robot. Call recording has been completed. Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over. Yeah.